Life Audio. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Today I'm going to be meditating on the concept of giving God praise and thanksgiving. Um, One of my New Year's resolutions is to be more intentional about that this year and usually first thing in the morning if I can. So uh, here's what the Bible says about it. And I'm going, I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot. So there will be a few things that I'll have to summarize here. So starting out with the commands in scripture to praise or to be thankful. So that sacrifices of Thanksgiving were commanded for the Israelites. We see that in Leviticus 7 verses 12 to 15. But God also specified that he wanted it to come from the people's own free will, Leviticus twenty-two twenty-nine. In Deuteronomy ten twenty to twenty-one, it says, "You shall fear the Lord your God. You shall serve Him, and to Him you shall hold fast and take oaths in His name. He is your praise, and He is your God, who has done for you these great and awesome things which your eyes have seen." Many of the Psalms, interestingly, are trying to stir up the speaker or the crowd to praise, vowing I will praise sometime in the future or to do such, uh, or do such and such that I might praise or these people will praise or saying let me or let some third party praise the Lord as if asking God's help in doing it in addition to actually praising God. So uh, Psalm 9 verse 11 says, Sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Declare his deeds among the people. Psalm 29 1 says, Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones. Give unto the Lord glory glory and strength. Psalm 30 verse 4, sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. Psalm 33 2, praise the Lord with the harp, make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Psalm 47 1 and 6 and 7, O clap your hands, all you peoples, shout to God with the voice of triumph, sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our king, sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth, sing praises with understanding. Psalm 66, 1 and 2 and verse 8. Make a joyful shout to God, all the earth. Sing out the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. O bless our God, you peoples, and make the voice of his praise to be heard. Psalm 68, 4 and 32. Sing to God. Sing praises to his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds. By his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. Sing to God, you you kingdoms of the earth. O sing praises to the Lord. Selah. Psalm 98, verse 4, Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in song. Rejoice and sing praises. Psalm 104, 4, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. And Psalm 117, 1, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Laud him, all you peoples. And Romans 15, 11 says, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Laud him, all you peoples. And 2 Corinthians two fourteen. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuse is the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. 2 Corinthians 4.15 
says for all things are for your sakes that grace having spread through the many may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of god we should bring praise to god when people see us ephesians 1 11 to 12 says in him also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will that we who first trusted in christ should be to the praise of his glory and it is the holy spirit in us that is to the praise of his glory ephesians 1 13 and 14 and when we bear fruits of righteousness it is to god's glory and praise philippians 111 and our faith brings praise to god first peter 17 says that ephesians 520 says giving thanks always for all things to god the father in the name of our lord jesus christ colossians 315 and let the peace of god rule in your hearts to which you were also called in one body and be thankful Colossians 4.2 Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 1 Timothy 2.1 Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. 1 Timothy 4.4 4, For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused, speaking of eating, uh, if it is received with thanksgiving. Hebrews 13:15 Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. 1 Peter 2:9 But you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation his special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Revelation 7:12 Amen blessing and glory and wisdom thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And Revelation 19.5 Then a voice came from the throne, saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, and all those who fear him, both small and great. So what happens when we praise? The effects of thanksgiving. At least one time it was a battle strategy. This is found in Second Chronicles 21-30. to uh, This was when Jehoshaphat sent the worshippers out in the front lines of battle, and all of the enemies slaughtered themselves, and they got massive spoil as well as a result of that. Uh, it led to a prison break at least once, when Paul and Silas were singing to God, triggering an earthquake, which led to their release. Acts 16.25-34 is where that story is found. It leads to peace. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And according to Colossians 2, 6, and 7, it's how we abound in faith. As you there, It says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. And there are a bunch of examples of people that we can follow scripturally who did give thanks to God. So Moses' song after God parts the Red Sea can be found in Exodus 15 verses 1 to 18. And then Miriam in Exodus 15:21 to memorialize it. It's kind of like a poetic retelling of what just happened. Deborah burst into song the the judge deborah in after the defeat of sisera that's found in judges 5 1 to 31 hannah breaks into song after she bears samuel that's first samuel 2 1 to 10 david's psalm uh, is found in second samuel 7 18 to 29 when god makes a covenant with his line that he will always have a person sitting on the throne and then david appoints singers to rejoice as the ark returns from the philistines and he was dancing himself with all of his might that's found in both second samuel 6 verses 12 to 23 and also first chronicles 15 16 to 29 and then god makes the covenant with david after this it's 
I, I don't know that the two are necessarily connected, but I wonder if they are. And then David then gives thanks for that too. And that's found in Second Samuel seven, eighteen to twenty eight, and also First Chronicles sixteen, seven to thirty six. And then after David's mighty men kill the last of the Philistine giants, that is the his his um Thanksgiving is found in Second Samuel twenty two, one to fifty one, and that also reappears in Psalm eighteen. It's the same the same psalm there. David set aside a company of men who were appointed just for worship. We see that in 1 Chronicles 25, and also he made their instruments for that purpose. So remember that David was a great musician himself long before he was king, and then he made the instruments for everybody else. 1 Chronicles 23.5, and then they still were using those same instruments in, during Solomon's reign, as is mentioned in 2 Chronicles 7.6, and they did uh, worship God with those morning and, and evening every day, and that's found in 1 Chronicles 23.30. Then Solomon followed suit with that same set of uh, timing in terms of how often God was praised. That's Second Chronicles eight fourteen. Later, Hezekiah reinstituted temple worship according to David's pattern and even used the same instruments that he had made. Second Chronicles twenty nine uh, verse verses twenty through thirty six, and Hezekiah reinstituted Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread with accompanying praise. Second Chronicles thirty verse twenty one. And then David had another psalm at the very end of his reign, First Chronicles twenty nine ten to fifteen. The Levites rejoiced when the ark was brought into the new temple in Second Chronicles five thirteen. The people of Israel responded to the glory of the Lord in the new temple with praise in Second Chronicles seven thirteen. Most of the psalms are an example of this. So I've got a whole bunch of them that I I recorded, but there's no point in going through it. Literally, if you open to any psalm, pretty much all of them are going to be examples of praise. Many of the major and minor prophets also prophesy that Israel will rejoice when God redeems them and brings them back into the land when He reveals the Messiah and in the millennium. Jeremiah prays for deliverance in Jeremiah 17, 14, and then he praises that God will deliver him from those who are against him, Jeremiah 20, 13. That's interesting because he's praising God before it happens, just like Paul and Silas did when they were in, um, when they were in the prison. Uh, and then Daniel praises God for revealing Nebuchadnezzar's dream to him in Daniel 2.23. Nebuchadnezzar praises God after his sanity is restored in Daniel 4.34-37. Daniel prayed and praised daily despite opposition, which ultimately led him to be thrown into the lion's den, Daniel 6, verse 10. In Ezra 3.10-11, the people rejoice when the foundation of the temple is relayed. And Nehemiah, uh, on the subject of dedication of the temple being rebuilt, he commands the people to rejoice and to hold a feast, not to mourn at the reading of the law that they haven't kept. And that's found in Nehemiah 8.10. And the Levites lead the people in a psalm of praise to God in remembrance of their history. That's found in Nehemiah 9, verses 5 to 38. Then Nehemiah appoints Thanksgiving choirs with lots of instruments to loudly rejoice in Nehemiah twelve twenty seven to 43 And it's interesting that the story is long over by this point in terms of the actual rebuilding. Uh, but there's several more chapters in that book that are dedicated to Thanksgiving praise and remembrance of Israel's history and God's goodness toward them. Um, and then it also it says in Nehemiah 12, verses 46, For in the days of David and Asaph of old, there were chiefs of the singers and songs of praise and thanksgiving to God. So David set the standard for all of those future generations to follow and everybody who's trying to bring the people of Israel back to God used that as the benchmark that was the golden age 
Jonah gives thanks to God while he's still in the belly of the whale because he is proclaiming, he's he's giving God thanks beforehand. So that kind of goes back to what it says in uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. When we pray and, um, and offer our supplication, we're supposed to do it with thanksgiving because we believe that God is going to answer even before we see the answer. That's what Jonah was doing. When he was still in the belly of the whale, he was praising God for delivering him. That's Jonah 2, 9. Mary burst into a psalm in Luke 1, 46 to 55, upon being told that she will bear Jesus. The Samaritan leper came back to give Jesus thanks for his healing, and Jesus remarked on it that he was the only one of the ten who actually came back to give him thanks, Luke seventeen sixteen. There was a blind man that Jesus heals on the way to Jerusalem for the very last time that causes the crowd to give him praise, Luke eighteen forty two to 43. The triumphal entry, so Matthew 21, 9 and Luke nineteen thirty seven to 40. Uh, and that's when all everybody is shouting Hosanna um, to God in the highest as he goes in. And then the activity that we're told of in heaven in Revelation 4, 9 to 10, it says, whenever the living creatures gave glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne. So we're told in a couple of places what happens if we're not thankful. Uh, Romans 1, 21 says, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God and were not thankful. They became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. And Deuteronomy 2847 says the curses were triggered like all of the curses that are listed in Deuteronomy 28 because you didn't serve the Lord with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things so we're no longer under the curse that is something that Jesus has redeemed us from but at the same time we want all of these benefits of the blessings of the of thanksgiving it's it helps us to have peace it helps us to abound in faith it makes us happier and i think it blesses the heart of god as well and it's very very clearly something that we should be focusing on so i hope that was helpful to you thanks for joining me and i'll see you next week thanks for listening to christian natural health this show is run by you so please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Lauren Deville. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating in iTunes. It really helps us to stand out so other people can discover great content as well. Have a great week and God bless you. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace, and throughout scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.